I'm Joe Loza, and you're listening to MM Maniacs Podcast. Go! You're listening to the MM Maniacs with Nick David and Matt Kona. All right, we are recording. Uh, you yeah. are. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, animals of all varieties. Where is that from, by the way? Have you ever explained the backstory? The backstory the, is I made it up. I don't know. Animals of all varieties? Yeah. But is that a phrase that you've used before? Oh, yeah. So how many different animals do you think listen to podcasts? I don't know, but I want to make sure to cover them all, so... I don't want to okay. exclude any animals that decide they want to listen to our fucking show. If there's a giraffe in Zimbabwe I mean, that's fucking into our shit and we go, we name all the animals except for giraffes, I don't want to be that guy. No. Uh, especially not giraffes because they're the only animal born with a, with horns already on their head and they're the only animal with a black tongue. So do not want to exclude our <laughs> very tall next friend. Anyway, well, you know what they say about animals with black tongues. Hey, (laughs) they're my top one favorite black tongued animal. Paul's Paul's looking at me uh, as if I was going to say something racist, but I didn't. Nope. Yep. I stay away. I stay away (laughs) from all that. Kona knows me. Scared to say anything. (laughs) Paul was scared I was going to say something racist. (laughs) Distributor Paul Landwehr, along with regular host Nick. David and phone-in host Matt Kona That's here right. on X Podcast Special Edition. That's right. We are uh, Paul Anware and myself are broadcasting live from Dead as Funhouse, which is what I've named my little uh, my little cave. Love this place. at my home. This is Dead as Funhouse. So we're live from Dead as Funhouse, and Matt Kona is gracious enough to join us via. I'm I'm at the Prudential Center. At the Prudential Center. All right. Cool. So he's downtown Boston, and we are here uh, at the MM Maniacs podcast. And uh, let's see. Where do we want to get started here? Well, Uh, there's a lot going on in the world of mixed martial arts. There's a Bellator event this Friday. Honestly, I don't know that much about it. I'm not sure that we'll be able to put this up tonight anyway. So for those of you who are listening, Bellator does now... Put their cards on Spike TV if you'd like to watch it after the fact. That's how I watched a lot of Bellator 154, King Mo against Phil Davis. Right, and by, and by saying Spike TV, you're you're actually talking about the application or the website. Is that right. where it went? The website. Right. It's gone now, right? From it's, it's Bellator.SpikeTV is where you can find all of their fights. Great. Cool, that's really cool. It's good that they're. It's good that they're. They're getting it out there for people that can't watch it live. Oh and, yeah, and uh, especially because they went head to head with one of the deepest UFC cards in recent memory, which was basically Best of Brazil live from Curitiba, UFC 198, which yeah, saw most mostly success from the Brazilian fighters, with a big exception of heavyweight champion Fabricio Verdum in his first official defense. Losing the belt in the first round via knockout by the hands of 
Ohio's favorite son, Stipe Miocic. So that was a very surprising turn of event, although Miocic was my pick. Uh, There's a mouthful there, Matt Kona. <laughs> yeah, that was... He he went a little. Uh, uh, Verdum got a little crazy. He got a little crazy and overcommitted. I think. Uh, I think what happened. Um, I, I'm not sure if I'm right or not, but I, uh, it looks like right before he kind of rushed in, he got tagged a little bit, and I think he got. I think he might have. Verdum, you mean? Yeah, Verdum got hit, and I think he kind of went a little goofy there for a minute, and then just lost all sense of. Um, striking coherently <laughs> and he just kind of well, started uh rushing in on steep amiocic which is a terrible terrible idea so no, and then he paid, paid for it with his consciousness <laughs> yeah absolutely he's much more superior in the realm of boxing and yeah in the exchange before they went up to the cage they had both landed a shot steep who had his back to the cage kind of fell into it i think it's more a loss of balance than Neocic getting rocked, but Verdum, maybe because he was hurt, wanted to try to finish it in a flurry and ended up just not having a very good uh, grasp of keeping his hands up while his, his opponent was backpedaling, and Neocic was able to plant his feet and just one punch knockout sent him right into the fence and just knocked out cold. Uh, huge win, especially for the city of Cleveland, and it's now causing well, a little bit of chaos at the top of the, at the heavyweight division. And well, again, it's just, the U- it's just such a shit show in the heavyweight division because the bottom line is, at that in the heavyweight division, everyone has, everyone can knock you out. Everyone can knock you out in the heavyweight division. So it's going to be hard for anyone to hang on to that belt for any long period of time. And I think the only guy that really has a solid chance of doing that is Cain Velasquez. I think he's the, he's the one guy that's proven himself to be the diligent workhorse that can really produce results over and over and over again. He doesn't usually have bad nights. You know, we've seen uh, only really one real bad night from him and that was I would a, say, that was a I would fight say against two really bad one night. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't I don't against who? Junior. I don't think against Junior that was a bad night. I think that was just a tough night. It was a tough fight. That first fight was a tough fight. I don't think that was a bad night. I just think he got outworked and I uh, no, he got I, knocked I, out quick, remember? It was real quick. Oh fuck Christ. Yeah, oh yeah. fuck Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First round. Oh, yeah, that was right. That was the first. That was the very first fight on on Fox. Fox. Yeah. Ah, what a yeah, and that was a disaster for Fox because that was before they started doing full cards. That was just just that one fight was on Fox. I'm gonna edit all that out. Facebook. <laughs> so he got knocked the fuck out, and I think it was under two minutes. The Dos Santos. Yeah, I mean, so he's had, so he's had two, so he's had two bad nights. The first one was, you know, that's just goes to prove my point. What I'm saying, anyone can get knocked out in the heavyweight division by anyone else. Everyone has knockout power in the heavyweight division. Um, now, I, I have a question here. Now, let's say, you know, Jones, Anthony Johnson, that's the fight I want to see at 205. I think he's going to take out DC, you know. I think Jones, you know, doesn't vacate the title. I think he goes up, fights Cain Velasquez. If Cain ever retains the title, I think he beats Cain Velasquez. I don't know if he beats Stipe, 
because he's a good striker, but I think he beats Cain Velasquez because of the sheer, that reach he has. I think he could do it. I think that reach I just I, is hard to, it's hard to touch him. That's all. That's all. You know what I mean? That reach. I, I, I would really like to see that. I'd like to see that. And I, I doubted for a long time. I mean, I've always been a John's, John Jones fan, but I doubted for a long time his ability to go up and deal with Velasquez at heavyweight. But then once I saw him lose to, uh, Verdum, I thought, well, maybe it's, that it might be, Jones might be able to get up there and pull it off because, uh, you know, he's not a, he's no slouch. Oh, I absolutely agree. Tom Bones, uh, Bones is no slouch. So, uh, but I don't know if he'll be able to put on the kind of uh, serious weight, constant weight that's not just flash in the pan weight. You know, yeah. not just this this weight you just mass put on to to bulk up, and you're not used to having that weight and how to use it, and now your speed is affected by it, and you're, you know, so it's. I'm not sure. I'm, I, I really would like to see it, though. I would really like to see it. I, here's what I think. I think. I think. Uh, I think Velasquez uh, is is gonna uh, get the title back, and I think that that would be the move. I like your idea. That'd be awesome, that, right? Yeah, I think that'd be a great. I think that'd be a great move for for John Jones. Um, All right, I'm gonna shoot a few holes in your, and I don't. I'm not taking anything away from the idea. I just think that a lot of things have to go right in order for that to happen. whole bunch of so, things. Yeah, yes. you're right. Anthony Johnson's a beast, too. But the main yeah. thing is that Dean Velasquez has to establish that he can get through two training camps in a row healthy. Yeah. Because he yeah. hasn't done that. In fact, if you look at it, Cain Velasquez's last win, do you know what year that was in? 2013. 2013. Wow. 2013. That was right. was his last victory. It's been a long time, and he has to beat Travis Brown at UFC 200. Another long guy, then, right? That length, that length is is in MMA. That reach is such a huge, huge deal. That's Especially an when you add the fingers. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's an exciting fight, and that's a fight that I was that I thought was going to happen while Kane had the title. I thought at some mm-hmm. point. I thought at some point Brown was going to work his way up to fighting Kane. So this this easily is a title fight. But you can say that about is. almost you can say that about almost all yeah. fights in the top ten division in the top ten of the heavyweight. I division. thought Arlovsky was going to come back. I mean, he, yeah. he had a bad loss against who did he just lose to? Uh, he lost to Stipe, Stipe. and he yeah. lost to Overeem. Yeah, and he was and coming he got back. Knocked out both times. Knocked out. I mean, now now it's like, all right. Well, Arlovsky's probably now he's moved out of that contendership. I, I mean, I thought he I thought he was done years ago. So did I. I, I thought didn't know he was, was going to. I thought he was done strong. years ago. And, and Tim Sylvia beat him, and yeah, but he had four he had four wins in a row up until these last two knockouts. So you can take Arlovsky's name out of heavyweight contention. Yeah. The problem is that the next contender to emerge, I believe, will be Alistair Overeem. Because Velasquez and Brown are going to fight in July. And Leocic, he's getting married in, I think, two months. So he'll probably have a little bit of time off from there. I imagine he'll be fighting again in September. And so I think they're going to give the shot to Overeem rather than wait on the potential results of Velasquez-Brown. That's my estimation. And then you have to assume that one of those two wins and Kane wins. And then you have another title 
uh, heavyweight title fight, which would probably take you towards December or January. And then by that time, John Jones may be done with the light heavyweight division. He might not, because for the, the path for Jones involves unifying the titles against Daniel Cormier for the main event of UFC 200, and then he has to answer the Anthony Johnson question, which becomes even more complicated, because what if Glover Teixeira defeats Anthony Johnson at the next UFC on Fox event? Then things are even more complicated. I don't want to see Glover against Jones again. Just want to chime in because that's a good point. I wouldn't want to see Jones and Glover again. I felt like that was just a one-sided, you know. Absolutely, uh, I agree. I'm, I'm much more interested in seeing Anthony Johnson. Um, I, I mean, it's a rookie fight for for Rumble. Yeah, and he seems to do like really, really well until that pressure's there. Something happens to him. I mean, he lost to Koscheck back in the day. I know he's a 170. It was not the right weight class, but he was destroying everyone. And uh, lost to Koscheck. I mean, and then he yeah, lost I mean, to Vitor. And like I, I, it's he, he. As soon as that pressure gets there, something happens mentally to him. You know, DC. Yeah, but those you are know? you're saying it like it's like it's shit. Those are both top ten guys. Oh, I, I just think that he is. I <laughs> you know they're I, not. Those aren't. Those I know. Aren't, those aren't like. Uh, I just think he can uh, beat all of them. I think he can destroy all of them. I, I just. Oh, I, that's I, what I think I mean. so yeah. too. Yeah, but I, I I'm not coming I, down hard on him. I'm I, just saying I think he can totally take those guys. All out. I think something happens mentally with him. You know, you saw him quit against DC. He was done. He got up after that. After the second round, he was like laying there. You know, his eyes are all messed up, and you could tell he didn't want to go that third round. I was yeah. gassed for sure. He was gassed. Yeah. Well, he 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 he's not a, he's not known for his cardio. No. And he's um, <laughs> you know, the fact that he fought welterweight and That's middleweight weird, yeah. is just completely fucking welterweight bonkers. Welterweight is, is insane. Yeah, welterweight is bonkers. Yeah. But, I mean, he he missed weight so many times in both divisions, and uh, so it's. I'm glad to see him at uh, at light heavy. But I still think he's not. You'd you'd think somebody that's coming up from welterweight would have cardio for days in the in the light heavyweight division. Yeah. He'd be out to art, out cardio a lot of people, but he's not the guy that's doing that. He's he's. Right. He's used every bit of that 205 pounds to put yeah. pack muscle on, and so oh. when you have all that muscle, you got to feed all that muscle, and you feed all and that muscle with, with oxygen. <laughs> right, and you're exactly right. And he didn't really have that much opportunity because Ryan Bader pretty much gave the fight away immediately by just shooting in for a double leg takedown without throwing a strike, without trying to set it up so much as a feint or anything. And he gave that fight away. So Johnson hasn't been tested. I like to believe that he's comfortable carrying that 205 frame around with him, but I don't know if he's going to be able to do it over five rounds, never mind against the greatest fighter of all time. Yeah, five but, rounds with that body, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. There's, there's so much complications. And like you said, the Glover fight, that uh, is, was completely one-sided to John Jones previously. But if Glover wins, you can't just say the last fight was boring because by that point, he's a clear number one contender. Yeah. Glover hasn't lost since that fight against John Jones. Yeah. He looks really good against OSP. Looked really looked good, good against OSP. Against, I, he I thought, good against Rashad. Yeah. Yep. I, you know, I, so, I, I'm excited about the fight with, uh, with, with Glover and, and I, I mean, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk for Anthony Johnson in the least. I don't think it's going to be, uh, 
I don't think he's walking through anybody. I think he can totally get outworked by Glover. I think Glover has way better cardio on him as the as the rounds progress. The the weight. I, I mean, that goes that goes for almost everybody in the light heavyweight division mm-hmm. that Johnson's going to fight. He's probably at the bottom of the totem pole for cardio. So, but those two as rounds the, as right? the rounds go on, yeah. they start to favor the other guy. Yeah, and but those the other first two whoever, like, whoever it is, especially somebody like John Jones, yeah. and even somebody like Glover. Glover's got good cardio. He doesn't. He doesn't and he's crafty. He's got yeah. he's super. Got he's super crafty, and he. You're right. He has. I mean, I don't think he's going to out wrestle. Uh, Johnson, no. Johnson's he's got a great Johnson's, sprawl. Yeah, Johnson's got a good sprawl. He was an NCAA wrestler, yeah. I think. I, 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 he's he's vicious with the, you know what I mean. As soon as you come in, he's he's just trying to. Yeah, if you it, try, yeah. right? If you if you try and shoot like Bader did, <laughs> but I don't think Glover's Glover's not scared of his stand up. No, Glover's a better boxer. Oh no, Glover's Glover's yeah. a way better boxer than Johnson is. But Johnson's got the. Johnson has the best power in the light oh, heavyweight it's, division. It's so exciting. There's no better power in the light He's heavyweight division. He's so exciting. Division. And you know what? Let's that give it up to he, DC for actually taking him out because he, he yeah. got hit hard. He got thrown across the cage. DC is one of those guys that no matter what, doesn't because he doesn't look the part, he doesn't always talk, to say the things that everyone wants to hear. But he, what a – I mean, I remember back at Strikeforce, he actually won like the, 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 the heavyweight. heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember the, the first Grand time Prix. I saw him, yeah. his, his boxing, and he's a wrestler. His boxing was uh, – he was killing people. Mm. And I was just like, man, he – is fun to watch, but then he comes in the UFC upper tier. You know, competitors are going against him, and he's and he's now a champion. But it's like no one's ever like, oh yeah, DC is the best in the world. Never have you heard that, you know. And it's like maybe he is, maybe he will take out John Jones. Maybe this time he has a plan to it. And I, I, I'm rooting for him. I, I'm rooting for him. I don't think it's going to happen because of that reach. And the, and I think, like you said, John Jones is so big, and the creativity of John Jones. I and mean, he's, he's yeah. just he's yeah. just throwing shit from places you'd never expect to see. Yeah, in that first fight too, I thought it was closer, but I watched it and I gave, I gave like, I think I gave four rounds right to John Jones because every time they were in a clinch, John would throw these, these knees to his body and it was just like, oh, like every time they clinched, he'd throw something every single time. The thing, the thing that blew me away about that fight and the thing that really cemented, I mean, I was already a giant John Bones, John Jones fan. But the fact that he out-wrestled Cormier was the mm. fact that he was able to take him down Easily. twice yeah. blew my fucking mind. Yeah. I mean, sure. that's just, that's, you know, there's probably, he's in he's in the top five in the whole wrestlers thing. in all of mixed martial arts. Yeah. And I think Henry Cejudo is the best wrestler in mixed martial arts. And I think that Daniel Cormier is probably second best yeah. wrestler in mixed martial arts oh, wow. behind Cejudo. That's a good transition because I think, the light heavyweight conversation is done for the most part because we've got to see how things play out at 200 and then we'll see how things play out on Fox. But you said, you think your best wrestler, Henry Cejudo, I say Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. Only <laughs> a gold medal wrestler. He fought him in the clinch, destroyed him. If you're, if you really want to see a very in-depth technical breakdown of that, search YouTube for Luke Thomas, Monday Morning Analyst. He breaks it down, and it just what Demetrius Johnson did in that fight is incredible. And now there's such a. I'm only bringing this up because they just announced this, but Demetrius Johnson is not going to be waiting for very long to defend his flyweight title. He's going up against uh, former Elite XC champion. I don't have the internet, so I don't have it in front of me. But it was just announced, I believe, on UFC tonight. They mentioned it on the MMA Beat podcast this week as well. But he's going to be defending the title again on June 30th. And then Henry Cejudo 
and Joseph Benavides are going to be coaching the Ultimate Fighter, and there's no audition. They're taking only champions from other promotions. Oh, in wow. Division. They're going to be competing against each other, and the winner wins the title shot against against DJ, unless DJ loses the strap, but I find that to be highly unlikely. He's going for Anderson Silva's record for most consecutive title defenses. He has eight title defenses in a row. Hot damn. Know. Damn. And I'll put you on the spot, Nick or Paul. You could chime in who's got the correct answer, but what current UFC champion has the next longest win streak? It's, there's two correct Is answers. Is it current? Current UFC champion who also has a streak of title defenses. There's two. <laughs> I feel like everybody is the, every, I feel like everybody's a brand new champion. Uh, I, I guess it would have to, I guess it would have to be, um. Is it Robbie Lawler? I guess it would have to be Lawler. <laughs> That's one. Oh, there's two? Uh, yeah. All right. We just fist pounded over here. Yeah. Uh, John Jones. No. No. Because he was stripped of the belt. I know. I belt. know. Other one would be. Yeah. The other one is oh. you. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Because yeah, everybody, everybody else is a brand yeah. new champion. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Robbie and Joanna... They only have two defenses. Right, right. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's the next streak. So it's really going to be Muddy Mouse and no one else. And he's, he wants to make history. People would say, oh, move up to Flyweight, move up to Phantom Weight, but he doesn't have to. He's, he's yeah, a small guy. Will, he's but a, he's will, a champion. There will, listen, there will be a caveat that, that if Bones comes back in and dominates everybody like we expect him to, they'll all, the caveat will yeah. be, uh, well, John Jones, he was kind of stripped of his uh, title, blah, 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 blah. But but uh, he never really lost it. Yeah. So he really actually had 20 title defenses in a row, you know. It's like the Matt Hamill loss. He was he was right, killing exactly. Matt Hamill. Then he went, did a twelve to six elbow, and then right. that's illegal because they made it illegal. We right. don't know. So that's why. So that's why when frustrating when people talk about him, they talk about him as being undefeated because he wasn't defeated. No, he didn't get defeated. <laughs> Not at all. He got he yeah, came to a shitty role. And then it, and then it was just it was confusion too. It was confusion. He was yep. Matt Hamill thought they were calling the fight. So he, he was, was sat down. He was done. Right. Yep. So. It's See, that's when I think we're out of John Jones. You bring me back. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> but I'm saying that's the, the but I'm the saying that's the caveat that, that people are going to say yeah. down in, in in five years from now. Uh, they're you know that's how they'll announce it. They'll go, well, the longest running streak currently it really is Mighty really Mouse Johnson, is. but if uh, uh, if you if you, if you take out the fact that John Jones. Um, didn't really lose his title, then he's there are these many consecutive yeah, defenses. Definitely, he's ruining his own career at times, his own legacy at times. But it's maybe it makes his legacy how much he's messing it up and still still goes in and he beats people. He messes up on the outside not, in life and he still goes in and he still beats people. Dude, it, listen, that's amazing. It's like, it's like it's like I hate to give this fucking dipshit a, a, a voice but it's like what donald trump said he could go out in the street shoot somebody in the face people will still vote for him john jones could fucking run over a family of six <laughs> well, he almost did it to a family of two because she was pregnant okay but, uh, but could run them over and murder six people with his truck drunk and then in 10 years Everyone loves, that's the whole thing, is America, I don't know if it's like this in other countries, America loves redemption stories. America loves to see, yep. the, they, they love the phoenix from the ashes. Yeah. They want to see somebody built up from nothing. And so, 
Because that something like uh, I don't that think something OJ something got any movie offers after the trial, but um, yeah. The only other problem with that, and I don't have his list of title defenses in front of me, but John Jones is not going to stick around in the light heavyweight division for very much longer. Like I said, he's either going to do Jones and, and uh, Rumble, possibly a rematch with Gustafson, which he said he's interested in, and then he'd tease him out. He's going to try his try his hand in the heavyweight. And then we'll, we'll see what happens after that. Well, but, unless he loses in light heavyweight, then he may stick around for a little bit, which right. <laughs> is pretty obvious I, to say. I agree. So, well, <laughs> I guess I'm the, we spent the, the Matt Kona light heavyweight discussion with a little frankly of Demetrius Johnson. And uh, speaking of Demetrius Johnson, now i got to go eat some – got to go add to my – more than 125-pound frame. Right. Before, before you go... Talking, you guys, before I go, yeah, let's do the, the, the one match to make for UFC 200. Dana White has gone and on the record saying that it is not yet complete. They are going to add one more fight to it. the card. What will it be? I know it. Can I say mine? Yeah. All right. Enough. All right. Now, wait a second. Now, wait a second. Before, no, because I know someone else... Say it, I just don't want anyone else to say what I'm going to say. Okay. Before you say it, um, I, uh, I know that you're, uh, when you asked the question before, you asked what fight do you think will be here? Yeah, just. But I, but I'm picking what fight I wish would be there. Okay, I'm gonna do what I think. Okay. Yeah. And I like that I should have done what I wish, but I'm gonna do what I think. I it's think not that, a fantasy bookie talk. <laughs> I, I, well, it, it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's okay. not out of the realm of possibility, my fight, my wish fight. It's not like I'm wishing that Hoist Gracie okay. would sure. fight this, fucking, uh, Bruce Lee. Uh, it's just a, yeah. a, a, Tank Abbott, Chuck Liddell, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd say Brock Lesnar can both fight, but I, do? I, I think it's gonna be because, uh, he, nothing happened to him in the fight, and I could be totally wrong, but I, I think it's gonna be Alistar versus Miocic. Alistair Overeem versus Stipe for the heavyweight title, UFC 200. That'd be huge. Mm. That would be that would be huge, huh? Uh, so I'm going to say uh, I'm going to, I'm going with uh, TriStar on TriStar Crime with uh, George Saint Pierre versus Roy McDonald. No way! <laughs> that will not happen. <laughs> That's a great fight, though. It, 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 yeah, okay, Nick. That's that very funny. It, it, that's, well, my, that's my dream fight for well, that for that, well, that for that slot of people that are available that can fight that are healthy. Uh, that's my dream fight for that. Wow! I did not that. Already headlining the card against Wonderboy Thompson Ooh, in June in Ottawa. Who is? So that's happening. Yeah, Rory versus Wonderboy is already happening in June oh, prior shit. to. Uh, 200, and that's that's sold out in about 30 seconds. And at the UFC debut in Ottawa, or McDonald, I mean, proud Canadian, obviously. What's the all right? The, so the, then, I, so, I, so then I'll go with uh, I'll go with uh, I think Wonder Boy. He's now in my top five. I love him. I love that guy so much right now. I think he he's, is. He's yeah. He's so right much now. fun to watch. He's, he's really fun to watch. Yeah. All right, Nick. Take hold on. You, you, Let's see what you got. Uh, uh, well, this is what this is what the pick I was originally going to do, but I didn't do it because uh, because it's a rematch. But uh, Condit, Carlos Condit versus George St. Pierre. I thought you were going to say against Robbie because that was really close and that'd be for the title. But mm. well, yeah, that's what Robbie. I mean, with 
Chanda was petitioning for was to have a rematch or retirement. UFC 201 main event has already been announced. It's going to be Tyron Woodley against Robbie Lawler. So that that's a good fight. Things even further. It's a good fight, but Rob, I mean, uh, Woodley hasn't fought since January of 2014. Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit whatever. I could see mathematically that uh, that makes sense, but. You know, oh, you know what? Uh, I'll just quickly say because I've wanted to say this on the podcast for a while. I just, I totally because Nick did his wish fight. I'm going to say I wish it was Robbie Lawler against Nick Diaz the rematch. <laughs> that that was probably my. That's probably maybe my favorite fight of all time, right there. Besides Chuck Liddell, Vanderlei Silva, I would say Nick Diaz at 22 years of age, go uh, 20 years of age, going against Robbie Lawler who was 22 years of age. Best fight ended in round two. Nick Diaz won. I, it was one of the best fights I've ever seen. Still, yeah, the knockout. Yeah. yeah, so I'd love to Robbie see Robbie Lawler when he still had hair. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. All right, Kona, what's your pick? Okay, here's my pick, and then I'm leaving, so I'll, I'll take my answer off air. UFC 200 will feature, uh, and you're gonna have to help me out on her name. I know she was the the Dutch fighter that fought in Rotterdam. Jermaine, uh, right? I think she's gonna fight Cyborg at UFC 200. Is Cyborg that... is too big a star to leave off of oh. the biggest card in UFC history. You won't have Ronda Rousey. You already have Misha Tate. Look, you already have Kat Sagano. You already have Holly Holm. You got to give Cyborg that spot. And I think putting her against Jereen Deronomy, I think is how you say it. She's the one that uh, basically fought the cut to their feet at UFC Rotterdam. That's who I expect to see at UFC 200. I'll take my call off the air. Good talking to you guys. Awesome uh, talking right. to you. Have a good lunch, my friend. Have a good lunch, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Peace. Peace. That was Matt Kona right there. I'm still sitting here with uh, with Paul Landwehr. And uh, what do you think about Jacare Souza? I, I, I mean, I, I you I excited think about him at all? Yeah. I'm so excited. I, I think, who now he he did come I, off. I, would, a, uh, I know he's coming off a win, but who did he lose to right before that? Um, Yo, no, Yo Romero. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Yo Romero. Yo Romero. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know. I, I, that was a close one. Ended in decision. Yeah, I, and I don't. I have to go back and watch that fight because I don't. So remember, many now. I, There's so many. But now. I feel like it. Yeah, dude. It just so. You know, it's funny. It's not. I, I know I bring this up on the podcast, but when I started watching it, it was you had one fight every three months. Yeah. So you had four fights a year, and that's what you got to watch. Do you and know so, it's been? Oh, and sorry. so, yeah. and so, you there was only well, there were no weight classes, so it was you just knew you knew all the fighters. Yep. You knew all the fighters. Oh, and yeah. You knew their backstory their heights, and who they trained weights, with their, their and, record. Yeah, so, and now it's like, there's just so fucking many, it's so hard to keep up with, so hard to keep track of, like, really, to do this, to do a a good podcast, you need to sit down and do research beforehand, and and, and have shit at your disposal, Mm -hmm. like, I sit here, and I have SureDog right here, and I reference that through the podcast a lot, because I can go, oh, all right. Well, Kona was talking about this fight for uh, Mighty Mouse Johnson. Mighty Mouse Johnson. It's, it's Wilson Reyes. That's who's. That's who he's fighting. Um, 
I just right now I go off the cuff of what I remember because of the fighters I know. But like if you get into Bellator right now, uh, there's only one guy that I can think of. Um, oh, he's so good. Venom. His, his nickname's the Venom. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, he, like dances when he's in there. Yeah. He yeah. has that kind of Anderson Silva. What's his? Can you find him? Uh, Michael yeah. Venom. Michael Michael Page. Michael Page. Yeah. I MVP. Mean, Michael get, Venom Page. Let's get that dude in the U. Like, there's only a couple that I would know, though. Well, you he know? fought in the last Bellator that I that I covered. Unfortunately, uh, Matt couldn't make it. Um, but we have, if you you see on the mic stand there, I I took his little. Uh, that's it. Was his sticker in his spot there. Uh, that's really Matt. Oh, Corner. Yeah, that's yeah, Matt yeah. Corner's real last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but I, yeah. I live across from his uh, his cousin actually. Oh, you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you told me that before. Yeah. So that was his sticker at the table. He couldn't make it, but uh, Michael Venom Page fought on that Bellator. You saw him fight live, huh? Yeah. Well, I saw him. We saw him fight twice because Matt and I went to early on before we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. We went to a Bellator fight together. Just just uh, just went to one down. At, uh, uh, to, I think it was Mohegan Sun. Yeah, I think it uh, might have been somewhere else, but um, I think it was Mohegan. That's amazing. I, I, w- I got to come with you guys one of these days. Yeah, <laughs> man, for sure, for sure. And we uh, normally, like a lot of these events, we can get tickets to give away on the air. So um, you know, we have tickets to give away to folks, and people, uh, if they don't, <laughs> whoever calls in, we give them to. Like Kona's, we've been trying to give away this uh, this book. For, <laughs> for like a year out, somebody just has to go put it. They just have to. All they have to do is just go to our our iTunes and put a um, comment, a review of yeah. the podcast. Yeah. And then uh, I asked for like five. I was like, I was like, if we get five people to do it, then I'll pick one of the five people. Yeah. I couldn't get five, so I said, well, just three, three. And I'm like, look, the first motherfucker that just goes and puts a fucking review will send you the book, dude. Just fucking go give us a review. Fuck Christ. <laughs> I'm going to be going home right now. You're going to get a review. Give us a like, fucking review, Landware. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> you don't even have to mail it. I'll just come on. I live exactly. two feet away from you. You're just going to have to hand me the book. <laughs> so we, uh, I haven't, so I haven't edited, edited the whole Bellator that I did because it's a lot of work because it's yeah. like six hours of fucking sitting there. There's a lot of silence and a lot of, uh, I have to get up and go to the bathroom or yeah. go get some cheez it's or something to eat or you know or a lot of just not nothing specifically cheez because we do snacks right that's we right do, do snacks yeah. all right do you have an i do snacks i have an i do snacks oh yeah. nice hey real quick though back to michael venom page when he walked in how cool was that entrance was he dancing and everything oh yeah oh i, I love I have that pi- i actually have pictures that i took still shots Send them to from, me. I'll put MMA maniacs and stuff on it. And I have still shots from the TV camera. Yeah, that I took when I got back home after the fight, and it sh- of Michael Venom Page coming out the cameras as he's coming down the aisle. Yeah. Michael Venom Page uh, coming down the the runway and the camera walking in front of him backwards. Oh, nice! And then uh, Kona right, but next to him, like yelling, like yeah, his face is all oh. like yeah, like yelling at Michael Venom Page. Oh so my I, god! So I have a picture of that on my computer. I'll, I'll send it to you. Oh man, we can use I'll, it for I'll get, the, I'm at, I'm working tonight, so just uh, I'll be bored. Just I'll I'll do it tonight. You know? All right, let's I'll send it, it to let's, you. Let's keep the Instagram going. I'll send it to That'd you. We'll awesome. get a new Instagram Instagram picture going. But I what I was saying was i haven't edited it all down but i got some interviews at the bellator show some good interviews mm-hmm. i got one with uh tricky pitbull after his win 
Oh, nice. um, I got one with a. There's a new fighter from Portland, Oregon, and I. His last name um, is Premise. Okay. I can't remember his first name, but he's an Oregon dude. And I got a little bit, a little interview with him, a little bit with Patricky Pitbull, and then. Um, and then I was Scott Coker. I talked to Scott Coker and I said, I said, I said, I said, what's the, what else does MVP have to do in order to get a title shot here? I mean, it's, yeah. uh, no, what weight class is he? Uh, is he middleweight? Um, I, cause he's tall. I think he's middleweight. Tall, I think he's tall. too big to be welterweight. Let's yeah. see, look. We have the, we have the means, uh, to find out right here at our fingertips. So I will. Type into my. Uh, How's training been going? You still, you still getting, you still getting to the to the mat pretty frequently. Yeah, I try to go, uh, you know, three to four times a week. I usually wow. go during the day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, and then I try to get to uh, Saturdays. They have an open mat. Yeah, at Team Link. Um, That's good. You're getting there that much. That's awesome. I'd love to go back. I get so nervous I'm going to get hurt. I, I just like, you know, everything feels so fragile now. You know, I have a little bit of sciatica sometimes. It kicks in. My neck my neck is always like I have tweaks. A, dude, I have a shit back and a shit neck completely shit, yeah. both of them. Yeah. And I train three to four days a week. Yeah. You just man. And, I don't, and you love it, no, right? You love it. It doesn't hurt when well, you're doing no it, right? Meat, there's also no meatheads where I'm training at. There's nobody that's yeah. trying to fucking murder me that's good so if you have guys that are you're training with that are trying to murder you that's uh, it's easy to get injured <laughs> i used to just but, love it i used to just go you know i never really got hurt when i was younger but now i'm like i'm worried about like my knee tweaking and you know i don't really have you know it's you know health insurance is weird right now so i'm like i would have you know i've got ringworm before you know all that stuff and a little bit of cauliflower never, and i've never had a ringworm you know how i got ringworm enough, though lucky enough i've never had ringworm i can knock on wood man i can't believe i've never had ringworm because everybody i know has had it multiple times so just clean your gi that's all you need to do i did i did one time where i did not like i, I don't know what happened i was i was like 20 and i just you know i didn't i left my gi in my bag after practice I well just here, let, here's the thing too if you if you can't clean your gi whatever reason yeah. Hang it up. Okay. The problem is, See, I kept it in the, the bag. The problem is when you keep it in a bag and you keep yeah. it in warm, damp environment, and then that shit grows and lives. Mm-hmm. When you hang it out, like as soon as I come home from jits, I hang up all my shit. Okay. It's all it's all hung up, and it airs out, and it dries out, and all that whatever's on it is dead. Yep. There's nothing once it dries out, and all the moisture's gone. That shit dies. So. Uh, before we end it, do you want me to put on the? Uh, do you want me to put on the? I do snacks. Um, just can you send just it send to it you? to me and I'll okay, and I'll cool. edit it in afterwards. That way, I'll, we'll get the best Sonic representation oh, of good. it. Just yeah, because, yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't. I, I, we already had to. <laughs> we couldn't get our technology figured out here. So uh, when you were listening to Matt Kona earlier, that was through the speaker of an iPhone <laughs> next to a microphone. So I mean, he's we got him here, and uh, yeah. I'll be able to edit it down when I get all the stuff inside and on on the computer. I can edit it down to where it sounds clearer and better. But you know, he he was here with us. We got it. We got it enough to where people can oh, hear yeah, what definitely. he had to say. Definitely. But it, it says uh, Michael Page is uh, uh, welterweight and middleweight, and uh, but I feel like. Let's go look at his sure dog page and see what his last couple fights are because I think he's fighting at. Um, that would be so interesting seeing him going against uh, a Luke Rockholt who is also a very big middleweight. You know what I mean? Like 
and yeah, such a great think, striker. I don't think Bellator is going to be able to hang on to him for much longer. No, I mean, I he's, think, I think, that I think, is so entertaining. Yeah, I, I think he's, <clears throat> I mean, this is what I was saying to Scott Coker, uh, is who, who, it, who's more entertaining to watch? He's the most entertaining fighter to watch in Bellator. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know, there's no more, he's like, uh, you know, he's like, a. um, uh, Anderson Silva. Oh yeah, you know yeah. he drops his hands and Love he it. fucking dances around. Love he throws. He, he leaps in. He does yeah. these leap in punches and then come and then comes back out. He's dancing before you even you know? know what's fucking happening. He's, yeah, he's he's covered six feet of ground, popped you in the face, and then gone back out six feet again to where you can't reach him. Yeah, you know, and he does it in a fucking split second. It's, Shing, it's, it's pow, unreal. Shing, yeah. gone. You know he's having fun too. Like that's that's he's so loose in there. I love that. You don't see that too much. You know, you see most people just kind of, you know, you know, keeping their garb, which they have to, but just seeing something. He actually, you know, I, I watch, I've watched a lot of his highlights and I, and I see him with his, uh, team in the, in the locker room, you know, dancing to their music first. Just, you know, no worries. We're going to go out there. We're just dancing. You know, we're not, they're just dancing. We're going to take care of this guy. We're just having fun. I love it. I think it's so fun. He's 6'3, 6'3, <laughs> and he's welterweight. Yeah. 6'3, 170. I think he gives everybody in the ufc a fucking problem yes yes i think he gives everybody in the ufc a problem yes so, I, I, I don't think bellator is going to hang on to him for too much longer imagine seeing stephen thompson who's a hell of a striker amazing striker my top five favorite fighters right now um going against uh a michael page i mean i, I, I don't be, even know how to be, predict that that'd be nuts. that'd be pretty exciting that'd be insane <laughs> wonder boys wonder boys happening right now mm-hmm He's really he he's really fun to watch. He, he might be my favorite fighter to watch in the UFC right now. It's yeah, so that would be so much fun. Yeah, um, John Jones. Uh, we talked a lot. <laughs> back about, to John Jones. <laughs> back to John Jones. Back to John. Let me just Jones. say. Uh, let me say, just say. Michael Page <laughs> has ten wins, six KOs, three subs, one decision. Can you can you say? Sorry, what, what was it? How many uh, how many wins does he have? Ten wins, no losses. Okay. He's ten and zero with six knockouts, three submissions, and one decision. Wow! So only one decision out of ten wins. And let me see. Usually it shows an amateur. Uh, it doesn't show if he ever had an amateur career. Um, How old is he? Was he like twenty four, twenty six, twenty nine? He is okay. Wow! Yeah. yeah, get him in the UFC now. Get him going in the UFC, title shot in two years. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. And he, an, another guy that uh, on that same card that we saw um, MVP fought, uh, we saw Carvalho win the title. Um, and he's fighting in Bellator to, what's, is today the 20th or is it tomorrow? Today's the 20th. So it's tonight. So the Bellator fight tonight is uh, Carvalho versus Manhoof, Melvin Manhoof. Oh, he, you know, he... And then, uh, and then the uh, uh, Pat Curran versus Karakanian. Uh, Melvin Manhoof, isn't he coming off like a recent knockout loss? Yeah, I think to Joe Schilling. I think Joe Schilling fucking starched him. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that was his last fight. He's he. I mean, he's a scary, scary dude. But he gets knocked out left and right. I remember uh, uh, Robbie Lawler gave him a 
Robbie oh, Lawler yeah. was getting beat up for a little bit too, but Robbie's was just in strike the force, right? Dude. Yeah, toughest yeah. dude. Robbie just knocked him out, laid him out. Like, like, dude, these knockouts aren't healthy for you. There's got to go. I mean, he's used to, you know, he's a K1 guy. He's a okay. kickboxer, so he's used to fucking banging, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Joe Schilling. And that was, uh, wow. That was in 2014. That was Tito, Tito versus, uh, Stefan Bonner. But I, wow, I thought that was so much longer ago. Dude, I just found out today, 10 years ago, Michael Bisbing won the Ultimate Fighter. Like, I was watching, I, I mean, so I've been watching this now for like, you know, four, 14 years. Cause I was, I was watching it back when, you know, Pride. I was watching it, I was watching it towards like the, uh, the, uh, when UFC was really starting to pick up. You know what I mean? But, um, when it but changed. That was, that was in 2014. What's Sorry. that? That, the loss against Schilling. So it was 2014. So it was a couple, oh, of, years, a couple okay. of years ago. All right. So I'm thinking it's about a year and a half ago. He fought, uh, Schlenko since then, which was ruled a no contest in the second round, but I don't know the particulars Why? of yeah. it. I, I don't remember that fight, but. Uh, I just can't believe Slomenko, yeah. I think, was the champ at the time, and then, um, and then he also he had a knockout win over Hisaki uh, Kato, Kato, Hisaki Kato. What do you think about what do you think about Bisping getting a title shot finally? Um, I think good for him. Yeah. I think that's. I think this was going to be his road to a title shot. I think this was the destiny for being his road to a title shot. Pretty much. Uh, was just lucking into a title someone, shot because I don't injured. I don't think he's ever shown enough um, to warrant getting a title shot. I don't think he's ever sh- effort wise, yes, talent wise, right? Not really championship yeah, I mean, talent, right? Because his efforts. I mean, come on, the guy has never PD, never 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 used PDs. He he works his butt off. You know, he, he's he's got an injury. You know, he's gotten his eyes all messed up. I mean, the guy tries, right? The dude yeah, tries. I mean, he's not, you know, you can't take away from, you know, he's a, he is a good fighter. Yeah. He is a good fighter, but he's just not, he's not at the level of. No way. <laughs> like Rockholt, you know, I think Rockholt's going to just. I think Rockholt's going to fucking mangle him. I think yeah. it's going to, I don't think it'll get out of two rounds. I can't even imagine him against Weidman. I think Weidman still, it could be the, it still be the champion. I really do. I mean, I think why, I think Weidman can be, I thought Weidman was going to beat Rockhold the first time. Me too. Me too. And I think he could beat him again. Yep. You know, those I mean, two are so close. Obviously, Rockhold exposed some holes in his games, but, you know, when a guy loses and then they come back and go, oh, well, I was, I had the flu, I was on antibiotics and I've had a fucking staph infection and, you know, my, tore my tendon and my knee was power, whatever, the, whatever the excuse is. Yeah. I always try and take that with a grain of salt as, you know, I, I wouldn't want to make excuses I after being, having a loss like that, but it's, Ruckle you have made to an think excuse about after it. winning. You're right. Rockhold said he had staff after winning. Right, it's like, right. I, it's like, all right, you can, I mean, we get it, you know, but you can keep that to yourself in a way, but I guess it was pretty serious, you know. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think Weidman's still championship material. I know Luke, Luke beat, beat him up bad, but I still felt that they're, they're close in skill level for sure. Like when yeah, it comes, I mean, I you know, was excited about the fight. I was excited. Oh, Kona was, Kona didn't want to see the fight. He's, he didn't, we talked about it immediately afterwards and he was like, I don't, that fight doesn't interest me. And I go, I talked him back into it. I, yeah. I talked him back into it. He said, "All right, I guess I see. I see your 
side of it. Yeah. Because that dude is was undefeated for how long? Beat the greatest of all time twice, albeit both under weird. Here's the here's the thing. Weird circumstances. Here's the here's the real weird thing for me with Weidman yeah. was I was a way bigger fan of his before he beat Anderson Anderson Silva. Yeah, like like when because the Munoz and yeah and before that yeah. Yeah, I yeah. was a fucking huge fan of his all the way you up could until see, you could see champion. Yeah, yeah, all the way up until when he beat Anderson. So, so who did you predict that that first fight, Anderson Weidman? Did you go Weidman? Oh no way! Okay, yeah, neither did I. I've never bet against Anderson Silva in my no. fucking life. No. Not, not in not. I mean, I I knew who he was. I had seen him mm-hmm. fight before. Yeah, before he came into the UFC, but I wasn't as high on the horse. As a as I am now, yeah. But you know, after the second time he beat Rich Franklin, <laughs> and oh, it was I was like, oh, this motherfucker is the real fucking deal. Oh yeah, this dude is the real deal. And uh, you know, I don't, man, I don't know. I have such a hard time with that. Here's the thing: the very first fight, I, I felt like uh, it wasn't a. It, obviously, it's a. <laughs> it's such a hard thing to fucking talk about because it. It's a very it's a very definitive win. He mm-hmm. knocked the motherfucker out. Mm-hmm. Dude was out. He stole his consciousness. Yep. He stole it. It didn't exist anymore. So he knocked him out, but he knocked him out because he was goofing. Yeah. Because he was being but that's his game. Oh yeah. But that's his game. He's always he's always been able to overcome when he's gotten tagged cuz he always gets tagged. Yeah. He always gets tagged. Yeah, when he's he knows how to he even knows ag- how to receive though. You know how boxers even against can... even against guys like like Chael Sonnen. Like Chael Sonnen was tagging. Yeah, him oh yeah, seven oh, times. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ch- Chael looked great in that fight, and then Tershire enough he's on you know on something. But in the first fight, the yeah. second fight, it didn't look so good. <laughs> no, um, very close to an illegal knee too. Anderson gave him. Yeah, yeah, so close, yeah, I mean, so it was, close. It was you watch it back. That was the chest. It was definitely the chest. Yeah, it was definitely the chest. So it, risky. When you though. watched it live, when I watched it live, I, I was, was like, like, "Oh what? shit!" I thought, I, I thought, thought he did it. In his, I thought he kicked him right and kneed him right in the head on when he was down. I was like, "Jeez." Yeah, Anderson, I thought well, he did too. I know you're mad at the dude, but you don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to get a. Uh, anyways, anyways, go on with what you're saying. So the first one wasn't definitive, and the second one's not a fucking win. It's I like cried. I I don't care. I'm not scared to say it. I, I like <laughs> cried when his leg broke because I was like, if this guy, you know, forgetting the fight game, he's got kids. He likes playing soccer. This dude likes to dance. This is this is a good guy. Yeah. And when he like like when his leg broke, I had like friends like who knew I was a huge fan of him like on my Facebook going ha 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 that's what happens to you blah blah blah. I'm like, dude, this guy may never walk again. Why would you laugh about that? Like, I don't understand, you know, people, people on the internet just don't, they just don't get it. You know, these guys are risking everything in their entire life in these, in these things. And to have your, to be maimed almost, mm. I'm happy to see him walking doing good, but it's like, jeez, what happened to him? I wish, I, I mean, from seeing Chris Liebman fight his first fight in the UFC ever, did I ever in a million years think he was going to make, you know, have his leg broken? Later on in his career, I never in my life. Well, I'll be that. honest with I'll be honest with you. When he came into the to the UFC, he fought Chris Lieben, and the next fight he got was against yeah Rich Franklin, Franklin for yeah. the title, and that pissed me off. Really, I was not happy about that. I was like, this new motherfucker needs to get in line. Do you think Rich should have been able to see more fights too, for fairness, or no? Um, 
You just felt like he should I work think, his way up. I think the UFC knew what they had. Yeah. And they knew he was going to be champion, and they were they knew he was one of the best of all time. Yeah. And they wanted to get him as the champion as soon as possible so they could start making money off his name. Yeah. Because him fighting Chris Lieben at the Hard Rock Cafe <laughs> doesn't fucking nobody. That's weird. That's not. That's not what, what they, was that for the Ultimate Fighter or something? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think it was wow. one of the one of the finales or something. I'll that's have to crazy. Go back and look at it, but but I do remember it being a very small venue. I do remember yep. being able to see the walls <laughs> when you're looking across yep. the fight. I remember being you able could to see Koscheck laughing because he walls. hated Lieben. He hated Lieben, so you yeah. could see Koscheck going, "Yeah, hell yeah!" It's like, dude, yeah. Koscheck, get in there with Anderson. Let's see how you do. <laughs> yeah, they hated each other. Koscheck was poured water in his sleeping bag when he. Oh yeah, 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 oh yeah. Koscheck is just a jerk, but I, I mean, he's he's fun to watch. But man, he he's just he's he's got that bully mentality, you know. Yeah. That's who he is. He is. He's kind of a dink, but. um so, so it was after, and the, and the other thing that I really bothered me was that uh, Weidman fucking celebrated after the dude's calf just wrapped around your I leg. I didn't like that. He jumped up and down, was throwing his arms in the air like he fucking did something. Yeah. You didn't do something. Dude just got massively unlucky. Yeah. Oh. That's not, that's not, you, you're not training to go break someone's calf no. by doing a check. No. So it just was a weird freak accident. Freak accident. You know, yeah. I understand. I, I get it. You're the, still the champion. You've beat the greatest of all time, and you've supposedly proven that it wasn't a fluke, but not really. No. But not really. The only thing you can say, though, is that Weidman, you know, the shock of winning, uh, no matter what, you're probably like, yes, I won, because it's all over. But you, he, but it's still, I think you realize that leg was broken. There's nothing to celebrate there. But also... Um, first round though, I mean, I don't. It was was it two rounds that second time? I think it may have been two. Yeah, it was two. But um, it was one or two. But Weidman definitely had him in a clinch. They were both clinched up, and Anderson was trying to get him like in the plum to you know do his do his thing. Anderson was feeling even one punch to Anderson, he put him down. I mean, he put him down. Do you remember that? Weidman like he like still was holding him, hit him, hit Anderson like in this like in the ear, like top of the ear, and then Anderson went down. I was like, whoa, Anderson's still probably feeling from the first concussion or something. Something happens to people once they've been hit. Yeah, Some people don't get, your, get once you get your lights turned off one yeah. too many times. It's you know it becomes an easier thing. And there's so many theories too. I've listened to Joe Rogan, so I'm kind of like I'm I, I'm just kind of re- relaying what he said though. It's like they they don't know exactly what turns it off. Is it because of the brain, you know, going back and forth that turns you off, or is it because your body's protecting you? Like, hey, we've been through this before. You're done. Like Chuck Liddell, Rich Franklin, broken arm, pff, he yeah. was out. It was like, dude, you've been hit so much now. Your body's probably trying to protect you, saying, "We gotta, we gotta put you out. You're not. We've, we know what you're gonna do." That's just a theory I, that I heard on Rogan's thing, and I found that interesting. Because why can you take all these punches when you see them coming? That's why they say try to keep your eyes open because you can see them, and what you see doesn't hurt. It's what you don't see coming puts you out. Right. You know. I don't know. Hmm. But. I gotta, I, I gotta get going pretty soon. I have like, like four more minutes and then I gotta go, then I gotta go back to the day job. All right. Well, let's wrap it up, my man. That was, this was a good podcast. Thank you for coming over and doing it. Thanks for having me. I love this. I love this sport. Love uh, talking about it. (laughs) Me too. Uh, uh, so the next thing you'll hear, ladies and gentlemen, is gonna be, uh, the latest I do snacks from Paul Landwehr. Oh yeah. So for Matt Kona, Paul Landwehr, and myself, we're going to say see you later from the MMAniacs podcast, over and out. Yo, this is Paul Landwehr with another episode of I Do Snacks.
All right. So here I am back in the kitchen. Um, and, you know, I, it's actually, this is a morning edition. So this is, a, some people call it breakfast. We'll call it a breakfast snacks uh, because I never really have a meal. I actually just kind of... I uh, I just kind of like to free my mind before I eat. I like to just, you know, what I like to do is I like to come downstairs, um, and then I like to just kind of free my mind, and uh, and then just walk towards the fridge and and just kind of see what we got going on. So right now I am currently opening up my parents' fridge because I still live at home. Like I said in the last episode, um, I am currently working on that. So here we go. What do we have here? All right. My girlfriend, actually, she's great. She actually made me a parfait. So that has all kinds of cool uh, cool stuff in it. There's blueberries, uh, strawberries, um, and some oatmeal and yogurt. So I'm looking at that right now. But we're going to put that back. We're going to put that back because she actually last night made uh, uh, chicken quesadillas, which uh, there is half of one left. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pull the quesadilla out of the fridge. And then I'm going to open up the microwave. And I'm going, it's right on the plate already. So we're just going to put it right in, put it right in here. Here we go. All right, put that in there for about about a minute or so. There we go. That was the sound of the microwave. Okay, we will eat the parfait at another time. Um, I also uh, like to have toast. That's kind of a recurring theme for me, too. I actually am a huge toast fan. There's something great about it. I don't know. So we're going to take two pieces of toast. Okay, I'm going to put right in here, and then boom. Now, what's really cool is that my family, uh, when they order Chinese food, uh, which was a couple days ago, they don't always eat the fortune cookies. So I actually am looking right in the corner here. We have a couple fortune cookies, which I absolutely love. Um, let's see. Let's open this one up right here. Love this little guy. All right, let's see what it's. See, I'm opening up the fortune cookie as we speak. All right. Good bakers always make plenty of dough. You don't always have to read them. You can just eat the cookie. You know, I don't even know. You know, that's like that's like saying, hey, a good a good carpenter, you know, is 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 uh, he can, you know, like he can he can build. So, mm, I love fortune cookies. I wish you could just go call the Chinese place and say, hey, can I just get an order of fortune cookies? Because that's all I need, you know? That's all I need. Maybe an egg roll. Maybe an egg roll. Maybe some beef teriyaki is pretty good. You know, chicken tenders are good, too. All right, so we have the chicken quesadilla all warmed up. I'm going to put that right there. We're going to go get a fork and, uh, oh, there's a toast. The toast is ready. The toast is ready. I always love that sound. That sound means it's almost snack time. So I'm going to go again. I'm going to go get a plate. And uh, I'm going to put the toast 
And today, I'm actually going to put jam on the bread. Sometimes I do peanut butter, sometimes I do jam. Today, I am doing red raspberry preserves from Market Basket. Any, any shopping center will do. Um, also, ooh, oh man. Also, shout out to Grillo's Pickles. We got some Grillo's Pickles in here. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna eat nine or ten of those. Um, I like to always have a backup snack when I'm done eating, cause, you know, when I'm, when I'm done eating, I get kind of sad. So, let's see. I'm gonna get some Grillo's Pickles on deck. And then, um... Now we'll put the parfait away. We're going to put the parfait in the back of the fridge. That way my girlfriend thinks I ate it. I will eat it. I'm not going to waste the food. I never waste a snack. But uh, I will eat that too. Okay. So I'm going to get my munch on. Um, there is Heineken in there, but I don't know if it's too early for a beer. I do have to go to work in a little bit. So, all right. Um, I think before I leave here, I'll open up one more fortune cookie and see what it says. Maybe this one will give us a little bit more direction for the day. That'd be nice. Let's see here. Empty. Oh, empty. Oh, my God. I don't know what to say. Well, this could be the last I do snacks, everyone. I don't know what's going to happen to me, but if it's empty, I know that's not a good sign. Um, so, yeah, uh, episode two of I do snacks complete. Uh, we did it. I have a uh, Amsterdam one coming uh, for the third episode, so uh, stay tuned. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and have a good day. Follow Emma Maniac's podcast. That's the end. No, read it. The Emma Maniac's podcast brought to you by Team Link of Hookset, New Hampshire. They're located at 1338 Hookset Road in Hookset, and their phone number is 603-641-3444. Their website is www.teamlinkhooksetnh.com. Uh, I've been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about 20 years, and for the last four years I've been training at Team Link, and it's one of the best schools I've ever trained at. Um, there's a lot of great instructors over there. There's no knuckleheads whatsoever. A lot of people there that are trying to help you get better at whatever it is that you want to study. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, karate, whatever it is that you want to study for martial arts, they've got somebody there to teach you the right way to do it. Uh, so if you go there, you tell them that the MMAniacs podcast sent you. They'll give you a free T-shirt and 30 free days to try out the school. Uh, again, their phone number is 603-641-3444, and their website is teamlinkhooksetnh.com.